Welcome to the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. When Kevin gives the word, be prepared to call in to 865-243-TALK. That's 865-243-8255. Now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray, your host. I'm here with co-host Mark Griffith. The Housing Hour is brought to you by Mortgage Investors Group. And we uh, uh, thank you for coming in today to our show. And uh, thank you for coming in on this Saturday. We appreciate your support. Your, our listeners are the number one most important thing uh, to Mark and I and this show. And uh, we want to add value to your weekend. We want to add value to your day. And, and part of the way that we do that is we bring um, experts in and we bring in people who are going to just give us some incredible information to help you uh, learn and, and decide and, and help guide you really um, in what's going on around the area um, in housing and anything that relates to housing. And wow, that that could be mean so many things, you know. It does mean a lot of different things, and yeah. so it just opens up the uh, box for us to just roll out some interesting things, have some great guests on, and we've got another one right here that's going to be dynamite. Absolutely. Now, first thing that I want to do is, um, you know, everybody that's out there listening, you know, the Housing Hour is the name of our web of our show. Thehousinghour.com is the website that you can go to. So we want to encourage people to go to that website to listen to shows that are currently uh, your current listening to this show you can hear it uh, you know early next week and then also all of our past shows so we want you guys to know that that's where you go that's where you go for information you can you can search uh, we have some um, edutorials I guess is what we call them well that's what we call them because yeah. uh, that's what uh, our webmaster has decided that it should be called but really we try to create a, a resource uh, area for people to come back with past shows pull up the interviews that have been really informative and uh, try to learn a little bit more about housing. That's right. And one of the things that is close to my heart and also yours is the city of Oak Ridge. Uh, Mark mm-hmm. is the manager of the Oak Ridge office uh, operations, has been since 1994. Um, and I lived there my whole life. I grew up there. I worked in the Oak Ridge office. Um, my grandfather moved here and my, my grandmother in, in, into Oak Ridge in 1948. He was the director of operation or director of security for the Oak Ridge operations during the Manhattan Project. And, um, you know, my, my grandmother, you know, has went to church there for 60 years and so is my mom. And so it really is something that's very close to my heart. And we have here with us Chuck Hope. Um, he is an Oak Ridger um, and, and just a dynamic person. Chuck has just got his hands in several things. But um, those of you that don't know him, I want to tell you a little bit about him. And, you know, the way that Chuck kind of got into business is he's got the Chuck's car care that he has on Oak Ridge Turnpike, correct? Yes. Down towards uh, the country club, I guess, in that vicinity. Um, but first, let me just say thank you for joining us, first of all. Um, we have um, a lot we want to discuss with you, but Chuck started with Chuck's Car Care. Then, Since then, you know, Chuck has um, tr- started to kind of get himself out into other areas. And I, I want you, Chuck, if you don't mind, 
kind of explain to us, first of all, what um, you did to get involved with, you know, the city of Oak Ridge. I know it started with Chuck's Car Care. You had a bigger vision. You started to see other things that you could help with. Talk to me a little bit about how you've your transition from being a business owner and then into the community. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, basically, with us, it started out as I started to put the people to work for me within my business. It allowed me to then take and use my time, uh, not just only as an executive of my company, but allowed me to, to get involved with the community get civically involved. I got onto several boards and commissions that the um, city of, of Oak Ridge appoints. Uh, the Beer Permit Board uh, and the Convention and Visitors Bureau Board were two of the boards that I got on early on. And that allowed me to build confidence and knowledge within the community. At some point, uh, late 90s, I was asked to become a member of the Chamber of Commerce through just one of their their. Uh, membership drives and as my involvement with the chamber of commerce increased i was appointed to a board position on the chamber of commerce and through the board position eventually i got elected to be the chairman of the board for the Oak Ridge chamber of commerce and that is really where it took off from there um last year they had a point uh appointment for city council and i was one of the people that was selected for that and i was actually appointed to city council in uh, august of 2011 so you um are a business owner you are on the chamber board right yes you also are the um, you are on the city council you were appointed you put your name in there was five other people ultimately you were appointed to city council so that's what you're currently doing um which you're going to have to run for that position i suppose next year or this year this year okay mm -hmm. so 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 chuck um we're we're looking at a bird's eye view of oak ridge and so you have just kind of laid out for us in, in very good detail the type of person that you are and you know we could all learn a lot from chuck hope i mean mark tell me what you think about this because this is amazing to me all of our listeners that are out there this inspires people because he's done just exactly what the american dream entails from entrepreneur to being involved in your community and then taking action steps and chuck you got into it what year was that 1980 yeah i actually opened my business as a, a know-it-all 19 year old in 1982 that's great because wow. in 1982 i was 22 and uh, got into the real estate business uh in oak ridge my parents sent me out there so we kind of started around the same era and we've been in oak ridge ever since even though my family's from knoxville i love the oak ridge community and it's just it's always been an incredible source of business and uh, for me personally and for our company it's just a fantastic community it's strongly civic oriented the school systems are some of the greatest in the country uh, so many different things are going on in Oak Ridge tell me your feel about living in Oak Ridge growing up in your family in in Oak Ridge how do you feel about it and and the sense of community Actually, my involvement with Oak Ridge is even before Oak Ridge. Both my mom and dad were from Rome County, and, and my ancestors got displaced off of the original area when the war effort came in. And so 
they basically were coming home in the early 70s after chasing jobs across the country and that's where we grew up hometown boy married my high school sweetheart raised my family there and Oak Ridge has been very good I've been very blessed the Hope family has been very blessed by the Oak Ridge community it's a very diverse community just look at the number of churches and the number of civic organizations that are involved um, between Rotary and Civitan and Lions Club and just all the different type of organizations that are involved out there Um, our own playhouse our own community orchestra Uh, there's just a number of different things and cultural events that you can get involved with so a very secret diverse city festival secret city festival been a volunteer for yeah. that now eight years running yeah. so um hey they're going to be on the radio show in a couple weeks yeah, yeah. and the secret city uh, movie festival or film festival yeah keith mcdaniels which i had a film in it last right. year oh. just so everybody knows documentary so keith mcdaniels is a great guy i know him well yeah. Well, you know, thanks for raising that because, I mean, I'm so positive about Oak Ridge. And again, I I love Oak Ridge and and all that goes into it. I think that there certainly is always room for improvement. And I think that's one of the things that you are, you know, know, uh, participating in. And one of the things that Mark and I got to um, hear recently was uh, the gentleman from Innovation Valley, uh, Doug Lawyer. And he's involved with the chamber. He's the director of economic development for Knox County. I think he's partnering in, in heading up and helping with Innovation Valley. Um, and you spoke about it. And for the listeners out there that don't know anything about it, I'd like for Chuck to explain that corridor of Pillisippi from Blunt County to Oak Ridge and explain, if you don't mind, for our listeners what exactly that is. Well, the Oak Ridge-Knoxville Innovation Valley is very important to our regional development as we need to build a strength within the region. It allows us to tie in Blount County, Knoxville, and Oak Ridge into a very cohesive effort, regional effort, to bring in new businesses, to expand existing businesses, capital improvement, capital jobs. Uh, there's a number of different initiatives that the Innovation Valley allows us to do. And so it's very important for our regional marketing effort to do that. Like anything, our, our communities run on jobs. We need to have the jobs. We need to have those jobs to how a good paying jobs to allow benefits to people to buy homes to to really develop the area and to expand the area around us so it's a very important regional effort and uh, the website for this innovation valley is knoxvilleoakridge.com isn't that correct yes it is so it's knoxvilleoakridge.com and one of the things i was tooling through the uh, website one of the things that i noticed that was really impressive to me because i heard maybe as the state of the union address or some other uh, economists across the country were saying that we have to train and retool some of our workforce in order to uh, move forward in our job market And one of the things I noticed is that they have job development and a a fast-tracking job development in the technology side. They are. They're working very closely with our community colleges, Mississippi State, Roan State, Walter State. These community colleges are actually allowing um, a, a faster way to develop those job needs that we have and they're working very closely with some of our bigger companies in in the area to pinpoint exactly what they need to do so it's uh, very encouraging to see that i I know that run state just recently won a um a pretty prestigious award nationally for some of their fast track capabilities that they're doing and incorporating this year they're going to bring on several new classes this year at most of their campuses 
Well, you know, one of the guests that we had recently was a nanoscientist, uh, Dr. Simpson, who yes. is our expert, um, energy expert. Our resident genius. Yeah, our resident genius for the housing hour. And, you know, one of the things that I think that is so important to Oak Ridge is the R&D aspect that you mentioned at the beginning off air. Um, and also the fact that, you know, those folks, the people who are bringing, bringing business into the area, they want to be close to UT Battelle. Talk to me about the different segments of the corridor and what businesses kind of seem to be attracted to for those. Yes. Um, the, the corridor is very uh, unique in that if it's a manufacturing job, uh, it's towards Blount County. Uh, there's a lot of a lot more land available. Uh, bigger facilities can be built in Blount County. The attractiveness of the airport, close proximity to the airport is very important. Service-related businesses, network-type businesses are very viable for our Knoxville market. Uh, they allow us to expand along the, the interstate corridor. And then the R&D information and R&D companies really like the technology transfer that the RNL National Lab and UT Patel brings to that. So that's very important for that to happen. And for our Oak Ridge listeners, that means that you're going to get the smart smart folks. That's it. That's it. <laughs> there seems to be more PhDs per capita in, in our area. I heard that. That is the case. And I tell you, Oak Ridge is a, a great school. I mean, and so you start yeah. folks out. I think that this is kind of what's happened is that since it has attracted so much R&D type of business, you start to get these kids that have that development inside of their mind and they do they excel in school and therefore you attract better teachers and you attract you know you know just a better school system in general and I know that that is something that's important for people that are looking to move to Oak Ridge because you know not to say if you're smart you know you should go to Oak Ridge but anybody can come to Oak Ridge whether you know everybody has their 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 personal kind of uh, accomplishments and what they're good at and you know what they're not good at and Oak Ridge seems to fit several molds and we have a break here in just a minute but when we come back from break i think what a good kind of talk that we should go through now is some things as the as part of the community what can we do to advance some of the things that you guys are doing one of the things i know you're involved with is bni for instance you know in networking and referral is the lifeblood of our whole industry and any retail business in general maybe we could talk a little bit about that because you know the fact is getting industry to move into the area is all about bni type of of things. I mean, you, you want to you want to network with a, a company and say, "Hey, look, you know, we have some a great opportunity for you. Here's a little bit about our here's a little bit about our area, and here's a little bit about our schools and things like that." So when we come back, we'll talk about that um, and, and much much more. We have a great show. Uh, we thank Chuck for coming in and spending some time with us. Talk about Oak Ridge, the Innovation Valley. Um, it's a great show. I, I really appreciate you guys coming in, and we'll be right back after these messages. Radio 100.3 WNOX. 
At Title Associates of Knoxville, we are all about you. You, the buyer, the seller, the real estate agent, or the lender. Hi, I'm Sue Benson, owner of Title Associates. In today's real estate market, it is more important than ever to have a title company with experience, a company you can trust, and one that conducts business with you in mind. Our staff has been serving Knoxville and surrounding counties for over 20 years with timely, attentive service. We are constantly updating and re-educating ourselves to ensure the best possible service to our customers. At Title Associates, we are proud to be a part of this community, a community that has remained positive during the downturn of the economy and a community that will recover with an even stronger real estate market. If you're buying, selling, or refinancing, our staff promises to make your closing a pleasant one. If you're a real estate agent looking for excellent customer service, give us a call, 777-1040, or visit our website at tanox.com. Title Associates, your choice and the right choice. When choosing a company to handle your home financing, you want a great rate and someone you can trust. Tennesseans turn to Mortgage Investors Group, named Tennessee's number one THDA lender, eight years running. Homegrown right here in the Volunteer State and with 15 Tennessee locations, Mortgage Investors Group takes a caring approach to the lending process, finding a program specific to your needs. For more information, call toll-free 800-489-8910 or visit MIGonline.com. Mortgage Investors Group, your home loan solution serving Tennessee for the past 22 years. Tennessee Mortgage License Number 109111. Mortgage Investors Group is an equal housing lender. Buying a home is now more affordable than it's ever been in the last 20 years. Decline in home values coupled with rock-bottom mortgage rates makes home affordability a reality. Mortgage Investors Group is ready to help you take advantage of these dynamic market conditions. With 16 Tennessee locations, MIG has dedicated itself to taking a caring approach to your home mortgage needs to help you make your home financing your reality. For more information, call toll-free 800-489-8910 or visit MIGonline.com. Mortgage Investors Group. Your home loan solutions for the past 22 years. Tennessee Mortgage License Number 109111. Mortgage Investors Group is an equal housing lender. Clearly your first choice for news talk. 100.3 WNOX. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. Kevin Ray here. Uh, the Housing Hour is brought to you by Mortgage Investors Group, serving Tennessee since 1989. Started with seven employees, and now we have over 200. We're serving all segments of Tennessee, and we're even in Missouri and Arkansas, Mississippi, um, Georgia. Uh, we really have just developed this uh, this this entire company surrounded around uh, helping people realize the American dream. Mortgage Investors Group. You can call them actually anytime. We you can call me directly at 865-691-8910 and and I can help get you in touch with the loan officer uh, nearest you, the trusted advisor nearest you. Refinancing, purchasing, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about that in this segment. You know, things are really popping off and you know, things I know are continuing to improve. Um, rates, you know, shockingly hit another historic low uh, recently, which that just seemed uh, amazing to me that another historic low was hit. 
Um, but before we move on, I do want to tell you about a company that we partner with, and that is Admiral Title. Admiral Title uh, does all of the real estate closings, and, and they take care of people from beginning to end when they are uh, going through the process of purchasing a home. We help them with the mortgage, then they will help us with the title. And they'll do the abstract to make sure that the title is free and clear. There's no there's no cloud on the title, and they'll take care of you know handling, um, making sure that your insurance is there and helping get everything together. And, and, and Terry Adams and Phyllis Burnett have done a tremendous job with the company that they own. And so if you're a realtor out there or a lender and you want to work with a true professional, somebody that's going to just take care of your clients from beginning to end and you know make sure that they know what they need to know, then they're the place to call. If you're a, just a consumer out there and you're looking for somebody you know to go to, maybe you're paying uh, cash for a home, um, you can go directly to them. Admiral Title is the name of the company. It's 865-531-6060. Chuck's over here writing that number down. He's, he wants to call him right away. But anyway, we're back in here with Chuck Hope. Um, Chuck, thank you for coming in and joining us. And um, I know that I was heavily involved with BNI before I moved into this new position. And one of the things that I did was I went to the the seminar, I guess, to help people know what BNI is about. And you had a key piece in that um, seminar. Um, talk a little bit about your involvement in BNI and how it has helped you in your business and how you've been able to help other businesses. Sure. Uh, BNI, for those that don't know, is Business Network International and got involved with it about seven, eight years ago. Um, already an established business, but like any business, any small business, referrals are the lifeblood of all of our businesses. We It's key. It's what, how we grow and it's how we expand our business. So I went and got involved and liked what I saw and, and joined the local chapter. And just as I progressed up through the, the ranks of the lo- local chapter, got involved on the regional networking side of it. And that's where you saw me at the talk that we gave. That's right. And so it was a, it's a great event. Um, it really does help our small upcoming businesses, uh, established businesses develop that networking skills that they need today in the way today's business community is you have to have that lifeblood of networking back and forth you need to be able to cross um train if you want to say that word um back and forth between each person's network what i do in automotive repair and what you do in the housing investment market um what you're doing uh with refinancing and and uh what somebody else may do with um florist uh you know uh, attorneys whatever it may be it's a way for us all to work together and to be and expand our sales force on our local effort. So it's very important. Those service-related businesses and small uh, entrepreneurial businesses are really the true lifeblood of our local communities. And as those get stronger, we get stronger as a community. And it's one of those things that, uh, one of the great pieces of the BNI, because I went to a meeting last week uh, with Shannon Ockletree. She's uh, a chapter in Clinton. Norma Sheldon uh, is your chapter, perhaps, in Mm -hmm. Oak Ridge. She goes to there. She's both of those loan officers. But one of the things that impressed me was the information that this is instant networking it's not networking sometimes takes a long time to grow your business through you know knowing the next guy and network but this is almost instantly you you're networked with all the other people in your 
Sure. A lot of people ask me, you know, why why do you do the chamber and why do you do BNI? And and that's exactly right. Um, what we do is two different deals. Where the networking in the chamber of commerce is an established relationship that builds over time, and that's going to come back and pay dividends. But it's going to be something that you work over time. In the business networking international BNI, it is instantaneous. I can give you a referral, and it's going to be followed up and be taken care of this week because I'm going to see this person next week at our next meeting. And so we are really constantly working back and forth to make sure that we take care of not just our own needs, but our clients' needs and our our family needs within the business network group. One of the things that is most difficult when, before I knew about B&I was, you know, somebody says, hey, does anybody know a good painter? Does anybody know a good plumber? Does anybody know a good landscaper? Well, it's always difficult to refer people because you're like, well, I've used them once in 2002. You know, I don't know if they're still around. They're still good. That's one of the the best parts of BNI is that you know that if you need a painter, well, uh, you can call this chain, this this BNI group or that BNI group or wherever. If it, hopefully you have one inside your BNI group, and then you know that they're going to hold. That you're going to be held accountable for that referral. And that's so important when you're referring someone to know that they're going to do a good job. They're going to take care of it. Uh, it's so true. And, and that's the accountability that we all hold each other to inside the group is that we're going to be, if you're going to give me a, a chance to work with one of your clients, I've got to treat that client just like you want to treat that client because exactly. it's going to come back. Exactly. You're going to hear from that client or somebody else is going to hear and mm-hmm. that could be uh, the death toll within the group. <laughs> so exactly. we, we are always looking to, to make sure that the group stays strong. One of the, the core things here, the fa- foundational thing that I say is that by networking like this, everybody gets a piece of the success. As someone else's success will turn to your success. And that's, Kevin, the, the thing that drives small business in a, in a community. And that's why Oak Ridge is so successful because the communities and the businesses are so connected. I know so many business people and we try to help one another. And that's at the core of the BNI. And, sure. that's, and that's what grows this. And I think the, uh, the innovation, just the the Innovation Valley, just to tie it all back in, is a networking process uh, because Oak Ridge is connecting with Knoxville, which is connecting with the the five other or four other partners in the in the whole community to try to drive business. Isn't that well, it? It is. Innovation Valley is what it is to the regional level. BNI gives us that on a very yeah, on lower local, local level, mm, and that's the key. Absolutely. And I think that that's such a good point because, you know, the fact is you have to network. These these businesses that are coming into the area, you have to have a liaison between their people, their decision makers, and the local community. You know, yes, the mayor is going to be instrumental in, you know, developing that relationship. The governor might even be part of that relationship trying to get a big business. I know Volkswagen, I heard uh, Governor Haslam talking about it. I mean, he was down in Georgia, in Atlanta, meeting with Volkswagen. He's very key and important piece of that Chattanooga, that new plant that they're talking about building. So you might have those politicians that are involved city councilmen and, and whatnot, but you have to have that local presence. The people that are on the chamber, they're so important to the Innovation Valley and, and how it works. And also the community, you know, um, the, the Chamber of Commerce and, and all of these organizations certainly 
you know, could use the support of the local businesses because not every local business is a member of the Chamber of Commerce, correct? Correct. correct. So if you're out there and you're listening, you are a local business and you want to grow Oak Ridge or Knoxville or Blount County or any county for that matter, because we have over a million potential listeners listening at any one time. You know, getting involved with your chamber, you know, and networking are all important things to growing your community. And the better your community, the better that your housing is, the better that your 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 economy is, the better schools that you're going to have, and ultimately the better life experience that you are going to have, your kids are going to have, your grandkids, and so forth. Um, we're here with Chuck Hope. He is the city councilman of Oak Ridge and many other things. And one of the things that I wanted to talk about too was uh, with Oak Ridge. I mean, you've got Briarcliff, Emory Valley, River. Run, you've got Whippoorwill, you've got you know so many unique neighborhoods and in, in Groves Park. There's yeah, Groves Park's a new one. Talk about the the housing industry in Oak Ridge and why you like it. Because I know you do like it. What what are some things that people need to know of why why it's so incredibly awesome? Well, one of the things that make Oak Ridge awesome, and and you mentioned it, we have over thirteen different areas. I won't call them communities because we were one big community, but areas that each have greenways, parks, trails, those type of information that's around those communities. And some of these communities have been established since the start of the city. You know, they, what we call legacy homes. But then we have bigger communities that are expanding and growing from that. And so as that comes along, that's what makes Oak Ridge so dynamic. We have a very wide diverse of, of, of community involvement there um and it's the the broad spectrum you know mm-hmm. that's what's nice right. about it we've got if you want the golf course you've got houses right on the golf course if you mm-hmm. want somebody right on the water you've got the water you know there's just a, a wide a spectrum of homes available and housing options available to you and and that's what we need we need to continue to grow that and expand those housing options available and to one us. one of the things that blows me away is the sculling uh on melton hill lake uh the scholars you see out there there's so many competitions that come in um scholars what what well this rowers the rowers the, the rowers but okay it's called oh sculling okay all right i got you and where, where i grew up in philadelphia on the schuylkill river the every weekend you would go down to the waterfront on the schuylkill and you would watch these events and to have it uh oh, in, yeah. in oak ridge is incredible and people don't realize i mean they have huge championships there you go from down, the north coming down you got clemson yes. duke you know north carolina they're they're all there the sear competition brings in literally thousands of rowers. Uh, there are about five or six different rowing regattas each year on mm. the lake. It's one of the premier waters uh, that the rowers love all across the oh, country. It's it's well known. And there's tens of thousands of rowers come in, and that's that is leaving an impression for these people that leave and go back home. We want to have that be a good impression. We want them to come back to Oak Ridge, come back, uh, mm. go dining, go shopping in Oak Ridge. Maybe one day buy a house. Maybe and, right there. And Kevin, they have a pretty good football team in Oak Ridge. Yeah, too. they do. The <laughs> Jefferson Eagles. Yeah. No, okay. the Wildcats have history. And actually, our producer here, Shine. Oh, uh, that's right. He, he actually held a record for quite some time. Fullback. Still he still owns that record. It's for uh, for Oak Ridge Wildcats. So. Um, you know, and, and, you know, the other thing, too, with the regard, you know, like my mom, uh, you know, had people from the Navy, literally, uh, I guess it's the, the Citadel and some other colleges stay at her house. So people in the community love these folks that come. And it's a centerpiece during this time of year where they're coming and, you know, they're spending money at our businesses. They're staying in our hotels and they're really, really heavily involved with with the community. And I'll tell you another hidden gem 
in Oak Ridge is the Oak Ridge Country Club. Just an absolute incredible golf course. One of the most beautiful golf courses in the area. And it's a very challenging golf course. And, you know, memberships are very nominal. It's not that expensive. And you you really have a great championship level golf course. You do. And, and you, you know, there's also that neighborhood that's beginning on the country club side of things. What's the name of that neighborhood? I can't recall what it's called, but it's... Oh, on the far west end, Rarity Ridge. Rarity Ridge, absolutely. Um, and it's, of course, an incredible neighborhood that's that people are putting a lot of time and effort into. And there's so much potential in Oak Ridge for housing, for sure. Um, and, you know, that brings me to, to kind of the... We only have about two minutes left here, but, I mean... Chuck, if you don't mind, just summarize for me in, in about, a, you know, just 30 seconds or whatever, what people can do going forward to help what Oak Ridge's cause is, which is bringing business, helping with, you know, bringing in new businesses into the area, but also more than anything is for housing, getting people to stay in Oak Ridge. We want them to stay in Oak Ridge, not leave at five o'clock when they're going out from the plants. What, well, what can we do? Oak Ridge is, uh, is the second largest economic driver in the state of Tennessee now. And one of the things we've got to do is allow people to know that to just not to work in Oak Ridge, but to live and play in Oak Ridge with our greenways, parks, recreational areas, our school system, our diverse housing that's available out there. It's right there. You could live 10 minutes from work versus 30 or 40 minutes from work. That's that's 20 to 30 more minutes you can spend with your family doing things that are fun and activities to do right there in Oak Ridge. There's so many different things you can do in Oak Ridge. Come stay with us. That's what we want. Yeah, because if you want to go to Turkey Creek and shop, it's only about 10, 15 minutes down the road. It's an easy drive. That's right. It's an easy drive. Well, I think that was a great kind of recap of everything. And Chuck Hope, I appreciate you coming in today, and we look forward to you coming on in the future. Again, Chuck Hope from Oak Ridge, appreciate his partnership here with the Housing Hour, and we'll be right back after these messages. For Fox News Radio 100.3 WNOX. At Title Associates of Knoxville, we are all about you. You, the buyer, the seller, the real estate agent, or the lender. Hi, I'm Sue Benson, owner of Title Associates. In today's real estate market, it is more important than ever to have a title company with experience, a company you can trust, and one that conducts business with you in mind. Our staff has been serving Knoxville and surrounding counties for over 20 years with timely, attentive service. We are constantly updating and re-educating ourselves to ensure the best possible service to our customers. At Title Associates, we are proud to be a part of this community, a community that has remained positive during the downturn of the economy and a community that will recover with an even stronger real estate market. If you're buying, selling, or refinancing, our staff promises to make your closing a pleasant one. If you're a real estate agent looking for excellent customer service, give us a call, 777-1040, or visit our website at tanox.com. Title Associates, your choice and the right choice. 
Mortgage Investors Group is committed to being your home loan solution. It's just that simple. With over 22 years of experience in the home financing business and over 60,000 clients, MIG is Tennessee's leading independent mortgage lender. Whether you're looking to upgrade your current home, purchase your first home, or need to simply refinance to a lower rate, now is the time to move. There has never been a better time to buy a home than there is today. Record low rates, great selection of homes for sale, and sellers ready to sell. This environment will not last forever. Mortgage Investors Group has money to lend, experienced loan officers to guide you, and a singular focus of helping you. Contact us and we will help you realize your American dream today. MIGonline.com or 865-691-8910. Equal housing lender, Tennessee license number 109111. Mortgage Investors Group. When it's time to buy a home or take advantage of terrific refinancing options, put your trust in Tennessee's leading independent mortgage lender for over 20 years. With 15 locations in the state of Tennessee, Mortgage Investor Group offers a diversified line of products that takes a caring approach to the lending process that ensures each loan fits your individual needs. For more information, call toll-free 800-489-8910 or visit MIGonline.com. Mortgage Investors Group, your home loan solution serving Tennessee for the past 22 years. Tennessee Mortgage License Number 10911. Mortgage Investors Group is an equal housing lender. America's biggest talker is worldwide at WNOXFM.com. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back to the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. Uh, wanted to tell you about a company that we support here and they support us, and that is Capital Financial Group. Capital Financial Group is a company locally here that takes care of all of your financial needs, and they'll help you to plan for your financial future. Basically, they'll take uh, a minute to spend with you and to learn about what your goals are and decide with you with whatever your goals are in mind to develop a plan and a strategy to meet those goals, whether that be your, your 401k, maybe that might be your estate planning, maybe your tax planning, but they're going to really just dive into what your goals are and help you to develop a plan. And and the thing is, I love working with Bobby and his team. They do a great job and I consider them a friend and, and they really take time out of their day to, to spend and educate me about what it is that they do and they do a tremendous job their phone number is 865-246-1680 and that's capital financial group so we're back in here in the housing hour and we have larson j who is the executive director and founder of random acts of flowers thank you for joining us thanks appreciate it absolutely and random Acts of flowers is a 501c3 nonprofit charity and basically what i think is so unique about your all's your all's organization is that you're really just giving back to the community in such an awesome way. Could you just give us kind of the the snapshot view of what it is that you guys do? Absolutely. Um, Random Acts of Flowers is, is a really simple charity with a really big impact. We are a flower recycling program and, and in essence we're a mental health charity. So what we do is we take flowers that would otherwise be thrown away after weddings, funerals, special events, Christmas parties, uh, grocery stores, wherever a flower is used or sold. And before those hit the trash, we take those flowers, we repurpose and recycle them and we turn them into big beautiful bouquets and we take them to patients in hospitals, nursing homes, and hospice care centers. So we always say that flowers have a purpose. You either buy or give flowers or have flowers on an event. 
for celebration, for uh, condolences, for happiness, for love, whatever the case may be. And uh, and we simply give them a second life and we repurpose them into something. Uh, we turn trash into smiles and we just make the world a kind of a little bit better place uh, one bouquet at a time. How so. did you how'd you come up with this? <laughs> um, I came up with this because uh, I too was a uh, was repurposed, so to speak. Um, a little uh, About five years ago, I had a really bad accident, a near tragic accident where I, I mean, I quite literally shouldn't be here with you today. Mm. Um, I had a ladder collapse out from underneath me and I fell about a story and a half uh, face down onto concrete, broke every bo- bone in my body, ended up uh, in ICU at level one trauma at the UT hospital, um, 10 days in the trauma hospital, 10 days in rehab hospital, 11 surgeries to date and uh, three and a half months in a wheelchair. And, and it really came down to that first week when I was in the hospital and I kept getting, um, you know, an amazing amount of support uh, in the way of flowers. People kept sending me flowers and flowers, and our room filled up like this, you know, ma- massive jungle. And um, and it was really, it was a big part of what helped me in those early days of recovery. And uh, and as we were going through the halls one day of the tenth floor, which is the bad floor of UT. We just saw how many rooms had no flowers, no plants, no visitors, and uh, and I always say it could have been the morphine drip I was on, or it could have been any number of things. But it seemed obvious to me um, that you know what we had to do. So we took all the cards off of our flowers and and just randomly went through the halls and gave them away, and it mm. made such a huge impact on people. Um, there's two stories I always remember. We went into one woman's room and she had full sort of headgear traction and everything. And she had this she had this look without exaggeration of, I don't know who you are, but I'm done. Pull the plug, help me. And she went from that look to smiling and crying in two seconds because wow. we gave her flowers. And and it was such a universal gesture. Um, it really made a big impact. So I, you know, I spent a lot of time in a wheelchair and a lot of time by myself and I kept thinking, uh, surely somebody must be doing it. And the concept isn't new necessarily. Uh, churches sometimes take their flowers to some of their members in a nursing home, but surely somebody must be doing this on an organized level. And nobody was. So I reached out to the community and said, I got an idea for a charity. And I'm, I'm really thankful that we live in East Tennessee where um, sometimes you say, I need some help and people raise their hand first and then they ask, what's it for a second? And they just jump in and, and here we are. What? When you take these flowers, you say you rearrange them? We repurpose and rearrange them, yeah. So we never just take like a centerpiece and hand it to a patient. We literally bring everything into a central processing facility. Everything gets torn apart back to its core materials. All the super dead flowers get, you know, composted and, uh, and discarded. Um, everything gets recut, rewatered, remineraled, the whole bit, and then rearranged into a brand new bouquet as if it's walking out of a floor shop, you know, right then. So, so you have a location yeah. and staff. We have a location, yeah. We have a very, very small staff. This is the great thing about Random Axe Flowers. Our whole operation is run by two full-time um, employees and one part-time, and then about 125 really active volunteers and 14 members on our board of directors. And so it is 99% volunteer-driven, and uh, and we have people that come in and, and break all this stuff down, rebuild it, and, and walk it out the door. And I'm really pl- proud to say I just got the numbers um, this morning because we had a, almost 100 go out to uh, Blunt Memorial Hospital today and a few other of our healthcare partners. But um, we are at 13,453 bouquets delivered. That's 13,453 people who have had their lives changed with somebody amazing. else's garbage. And we've recycled uh, 15,948 vases to date as well. That's incredible. We're a full recycling program, so we don't buy anything. We literally, 
everything we get is what would otherwise be trash mm. and then we make something out of it and we we give that back to the community how do people know to give you the flowers i mean where do you get all the well we we reach out i mean through programs just like this but we also reach out and have partnerships with the wedding venues with different uh funeral homes um special event centers we talk to wedding planners we talk to people who are caterers or, or special events people um we talk to the florists and the wholesalers and the grocery stores we just form a lot of partnerships and networking um, is what it's big time networking. Yeah. Big, big time. time networking. He said, yeah. you know, florist in his piece. A he did. Ago, yeah. He in. mentioned it. Absolutely. Perfect. So we we literally go out and we talk to them and and we say, here, you know, you, everybody spends all this time and money and energy with their flowers and what happens to them when they're done? Nothing. We and they get thrown, thrown away. away or they just wither and die. And so it's an easy outlet for people to give back to the community. And when we're able to talk to, for instance, to brides and say, look, your wedding could positively affect 40 or 50 people, you know, within a matter of days. And I think that's the other thing that um, has been really successful and why people react very well to us is that our whole mission is sometimes done in, in 24 or 48 hours. There's mm -hmm. no, like, unlike cancer or homelessness or AIDS or any of these massive social issues, which all need a lot of work, and they're great causes. Our stuff is so immediate. Somebody can have a party on Saturday night, give us the flowers on Sunday, and by Tuesday morning, they're in the hands of a patient. Just, I mean, so it's all very, very quick, and uh, and it's an immediate reaction and, and help of the community. Larson, I got to tell you, when my mother passed away, I had all these flowers. What do you do with them? Yeah. What do you do? And, and the, the two most depressing times was you know right after the funeral mm -hmm. when it was all over and then having to throw away yeah. the flowers yeah so and we're a great outlet funerals wow. are huge huge. huge and we've heard from the funeral homes that it's a great um stress reliever from the families because they don't know what to do and they're stuck and and so we actually what's interesting is on when a patient gets a um bouquet from us i mean we we simply knock on the door we give them the bouquet of flowers we don't we don't sell them anything we don't preach to them we don't ask them to do anything and they get a little card that says who we are but on the back of every card we handwrite where those flowers came from so they know that there's a personal touch point to the community and then we let people know you know where their flowers go well i, I think it's a tremendous tremendous thing that you're doing and i, I really am um touched by what it is that you guys are are doing in the community and one of the things that that i wanted to ask you was because you had the the access and you mm -hmm. had the the time spent in the hospital in the wheelchair and trying to walk again. Mm -hmm. I assume absolutely the, the eleven yeah. surgeries was it uh, to date and counting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so 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 you had all of that, and, and yeah. that is obviously a life changing event. But where did you get the strength really to to go down this this avenue? Because we all have ideas, but where do you draw to get the strength to do this? I think that um, the thing that reinforces why it, it's so easy to work on this and the re, the way I get my energy is when I go out and I have those deliveries and those interactions and when I see that mission fulfillment it it, it absolutely quickly reinforces why it's worth working so hard on this. Um, you know, when I see the reactions from patients, when we get the cards and letters, I mean, most of the people in this world are not used to somebody doing something nice for them just for Right for no reason. It's very they I mean, expect we, that they are, you're asking them for something. Yeah, most patients, like about a third of the patients we meet, kind of give us the stink eye, like what's the catch right. and what are you selling? And and so when we get those genuine reactions and those letters and voicemails, or when I see, you know, that's that's the energy right mm -hmm. there. Um, just last week we were um, uh, doing a delivery to one of our nursing homes, and uh, and we delivered to a blind woman, and she was a former gardener, and we brought her in this huge bouquet of flowers that were really fragrant, and we. 
and I, I walked three mm-hmm. feet in the door, and she just lit up and said, those are stargazer lilies. I oh, used wow. to grow that. Da, da, da. And wow. she couldn't see them, but she felt them. And it was like you could have infused oh, life into her, and it was with somebody's trash. I mean, right. so that's where it comes from. And look, I, I'm a film and television producer. that I don't know anything about flowers. I just am somebody who had a... You know, had a moment where I was able to take, uh, you know, lemons and turn it into lemonade, I guess. How, how so. do you find the people to actually take them to? Um, we actually let the the uh, caregivers decide. So we have, we serve seven hospitals, about 35 nursing homes, and five hospice care centers on a regular basis. And we simply call, our output is based upon our input. So the more flowers we get in, the more bouquets we can make on the way out. We just simply call them and say, hey, we're coming with 50 or 80 or 100 or whatever. And we let them decide who needs it the most because the nurses, they the doctors, know. they know who needs the touch point. So we just, we literally show up and we don't, we don't want to know because giving flowers is a universal gesture to all races, all religions, all demographics, all people. So we just get a list of room numbers. And so we don't know. And I have delivered to the grumpiest old man and the youngest <laughs> little kid and the nicest old lady and the, you know, middle age uh, mom. I mean, I've delivered to everybody and the reaction is absolutely the same. So we just let the, the caregivers decide. It keeps it very neutral for us. If you were to put a number on what the average cost, if you went to a florist on a bouquet, what would you say? 50 bucks? 50 bucks. Easily. So we're talking about over seven hundred thousand yeah. dollars oh, yeah. worth of recycled things. And Absolutely. I mean, you know, people do not buy flowers because of the cost, and no. therefore that's that missed opportunity. Absolutely. And this comes in and fills that void just perfectly. And you know, Mark, tell them how they can get involved, or maybe we could give out some information. The website is randomactsofflowers.com. Org. You bet. And we always need volunteers. We always need people. We need flowers. I mean, you know, the best thing I always say to people is if you're an event and you see flowers, just ask, where are these flowers going? And do you know about Random Acts of Flowers? How can they reach you by phone? Uh, 633-9082. But everybody needs to remember, too, what we do is a free service to the people who donate the flowers. All they have to do is say, yes, you can have my flowers, and here's where you can come pick them up. We come and pick them up for free. We take care of everything for free. And it's a free service to all the people we deliver to. So we're literally a catalyst between your trash and somebody else's happiness. And if you can be a part of that by either donating flowers, donating a little bit of money, donating a little bit of time, it, it doesn't take much to make a big impact. What does the future hold for this? For this, for you? Well, I'm I'm thrilled and excited and terrified all at the same time that we are really a one of a kind charity in this country. We are in the process of trying to figure out starting next year how to expand to other cities, replicate this model. We've already had six or eight um, serious inquiries from other people in, in other parts of the country who have said, "I want this here." How, how do I start it? How do I help? Mm-hmm. And we're in that process. I, I hope by next year um, we're getting uh, to, to, f- to expand within the state. And then thereafter, um, I hope one day we'll be delivering our millionth bouquet somewhere in the country. Man, the kind of like Facebook. You, you have, bet. You're, you're you, 400 we, millionth <laughs> user. We have, we have direct friends, though. We know who they are. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, I mean, the thing is, there's hospitals all over this great country yeah. of ours. And there's there's nursing homes yeah. there's hospice i mean what we've created is, a, could, is yeah. Yeah. what we've created is is a is a charity is a business that has endless supply endless demand and no competition mm. and doing a lot of goodwill so if right. we can be a catalyst between all the flowers and all the people 
You mm. bet. We'll and, and, yeah, and, and sorry, Mark, we have one and a half minutes left here. <laughs> but one of the things I wanted to ask is, do you guys do anything with a veterans um, cemetery? We do. Um, we actually um, do all kinds of specialty deliveries around Veterans Day, Memorial Day. Um, mm. We we take different things to different veterans' home and different programs. Uh, on Valentine's Day, we always reach out to the uh, uh, Battered Women's Shelter, mm. Mother's Day, different things like that. So we, we do a whole bunch of specialty deliveries in addition to our regular awesome. output. And, uh, to, and for more information on our website, yeah. thehousinghour.com, I put you under our community links. Great. So Thank anybody you. wants to check that out, you'll stay there and hopefully have a rotating banner here soon. That's yes. right. <laughs> uh, I can't say how much I appreciate, Larson, what you're doing, and thanks for coming in today. And also want to thank Chuck Hope for coming in. Obviously, thank Shine, our producer, and Mark, my co-host, for organizing all of this and doing an awesome job with our shows. And thank you, the listener. More importantly, thank you, the listener, because if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't have this show. And a special thanks to Mortgage Investors Group, our sponsor. Uh, thank you so much to them. And we will see you guys next week. This is the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. And we're signing off till next time. Goodbye. That's the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and the why not. You need to know, so come here to find out. This program is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.